Okay. Hey everyone. And tonight we were reviewing Stuber, the new buddy comedy film. Uh, <laughs> it is starring Kamel Nanjiani and Dave Bautista. Uh, Kamel is in a lot of things recently. I think The Big Sick is one of his bigger roles recently. Um, I know him from back in when he did Portlandia. He was uh, always mm-hmm. like a different, uh, difficult to work with customer sales rep. So I always liked that. Uh, and then Dave Batista. Sounds like what he was in this. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, kind of. Except this one, he's more of the protagonist. Or in the in Portlandia, he's definitely like uh, an annoying like side antagonist. But uh, and yeah, uh, Dave Batista. I think most people probably know as Drax from the Guardians of the Galaxy okay. movies. For <laughs> the record. I had no idea who Dave Bautista was because I only know him as fucking Batista, the wrestler. <laughs> That's yeah, it. I guess That's it, all he should be. I guess Batista if you bomb. don't know, uh, yeah, the Guardians movies, uh, yeah, he's a long-time WWE wrestler, multiple-time world champion. Just Batista. Yeah. Almost 20 years. Yeah, yeah he's, I mean, he's older now. I'm surprised how old he is, but, um, yeah, it's, uh... As you guys know, uh, so Nicole does not know Batista. I guess if John Cena and, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin can make (laughs) movies, Batista was like, why the fuck not, right? I think Batista's better than both of those people you just said, as far as... Yeah, John Cena's fun to watch, but Batista's... Yeah, he is. I I just can't see him. Alright. You have too Um, much wrestling background, Brennan, that's why. Yeah, I watched for a long time in in the I, era I of of Cena and Batista. So, all right. Batista well, bomb. the plot of uh, Stuber, a meager Uber driver named Sue, is forced by an aggressive Los Angeles Police Department <laughs> detective named Vic to drive him around town to catch a notorious drug lord named Oka Tejo. For Vic, it is especially personal as Tejo murdered Vic's partner. Yeah. So, uh, that's the whole thing for sure. Um, yeah. And I guess we'll, you know, we'll get right into it. We're going to spoil the movie. If you haven't seen it, it's in theaters now. <laughs> and we rate and things here. And it's on Redbox in two weeks. It, you know, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it's doing okay at the box office. Four weeks. We rate things here at Films <laughs> with the Women of My Life based on four criteria. And those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the film. And we start uh, as the as the plot said, or my plot summary summary said, uh, Vic and his original partner, who is played by Karen Gillian, uh, people will know huh. her uh, as Nebula from the Avengers movies, as well as she's in uh, she's uh, Ruby something in the Jumun- the new Jumanji movies. They're making another one of those. Ugh. I've never um, seen any of that shit in my life. And Jumanji's your favorite movie of all time. Not that one. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the Robin Williams one. <laughs> you refuse to see the new Yeah, but Jumanjis. not that one. <laughs> so, uh, the two of them are partners. They're busting uh, Oka Tejo, who is a ruthless drug trafficker and cop killer. And so, they get into a little fight with them at the beginning. And the whole point is, uh, Karen Gillian dies. And Batista uh, kind of blames himself. And he, and he throws himself into his work. We flash forward to six months later. And he is still looking for this oka and um trying to get his you know avenge his partner that's his whole his whole thing um yes he also has a daughter uh who is nicole and uh she is like an art person an art uh, 
A sculptor, yeah. yes, thank you. An art, an art person. Um, and they have a strained she relationship. She does art. She does art, yeah. <laughs> they have she a strained arts. relationship. Uh, Batista does not pay. I'm just going to call him Batista. Uh, he's, he's Vic, but he's Batista. Uh, does not pay <laughs> attention to her and um, doesn't support her, really, and is too focused on his work. So that's, you know, you get him right away. Uh, meanwhile, we are introduced to Stu, played by Camille Nagiani, and he, he works at like a sporting goods store, uh, but is yeah. also an Uber driver on the side. Uh, we meet his annoying boss, who is also like kind of his friend, but not really. He's like a young douchey guy, and his dad owns the store. He's definitely um, not his friend. He just puts up with him because that's his boss, and he, he doesn't want to get fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he call, the boss calls him on his Uber, like just so he can like continue to torment him. Um, and then he also has uh, the uh, Becky, uh, who is his like close friend, who he has been friend-zoned by. Oh, I said Becky, didn't I? Becca. Yeah, yeah. Becca. Becca. All right, so Becca. Um, and uh, yeah, that's this is kind of how the plot gets rolling. They're supposed, Becca's supposed to get like a spin, wants to buy a spin Spinster. gym. Spinster. Spinster, yeah. The worst and name ever for a spin gym. Yeah, lonely uh, old woman. Is that what it means? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, that has cats or whatever and yarn. So, so Stu is basically doing all this extra work so that he can co-own the gym with Becca, and hopefully that. Who he secretly loves. I said that. Oh, I missed that. Sorry. Yeah. He said he got friend zoned. Oh, I didn't hear zoned. Yeah, friend zoned. <laughs> friend zoned. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, this is like the two of them. That's like their two threads. They intertwine uh, when Batista needs. Uh, well, he he gets a call from like an old confidant or something. Like the bust is going down tonight, man. And so yeah. he gets he gets strung on a trajectory uh, where he has to Uber around town with Stu. Because he My can't see because he got LASIK. Right, is the reason he can't go drive anywhere is because he just got LASIK surgery. Yeah, that, I didn't know going in. Uh, I should say I saw this twice, actually, because the first time I saw it, uh, I got uh, invited to an early screening. But um, yeah, like this is the second time. And I think what I didn't see coming in was that Batista was going to be blind this pretty much this whole right. movie. I, that's yeah. a really good way to make it all work and add some extra comedic bits to it that it definitely wouldn't have been there otherwise. Um, right. So, yeah, Stu is forced to Uber around Vic while Vic pursues uh, clues to find Oka Tejo, the guy who killed his partner. Um, and that's pretty much the whole movie. They kind of, things escalate. Stu and Vic have to learn things from each other, but that's bas- that's the basic movements. And I'll start with you, Mama Kay. What do you think of the plot of this movie? Well, it's a buddy movie plot um you know they're thrown together you know from circumstances that neither one of them really uh wants to be in exactly i mean he the the thing about the uber driver is uh, steve i mean Stu, um is Ah, you know his license plate says five star and his big you know he really wants to be a five star uber driver it seems like while he has also this tiny job at a sporting goods store so um when he mixes it up with with Batista it's I I like their chemistry together so the plot has to kind of fall into the background because it's not 
anything you didn't see coming, or at least it wasn't anything I didn't see coming. There was a, there's a couple, there was a twist or two and they weren't really twisty at all. Um, and the first twist with Mira Sorvino, who I didn't recognize as Mira Sorvino at all. Yeah. She's she's a boss, uh, boss, right. In the police station. Um, so yeah, I give this plot a two. Wow. Okay. Um, Nicole, (laughs) out of nowhere. (laughs) Um, I think I'll I think I'll give it a three. I like the um, the fact that they did some you know modern day references to this movie about using the Uber and getting the five star rating because everybody is so gung ho on getting the best ratings or best Instagram whatever it may be. So I guess it's relatable to some people that that, that he would actually be this desperate for a five star rating that he would go the lengths of working <laughs> with a cop and shooting people. But, uh, I mean, it was funny. It was pretty funny overall. Um, I'm not one for blood and shooting and guns. So when that stuff comes up, I'm like, eh, you know, it, it doesn't do much for me. It's not funny, but I can, I can look past that for this just because the stupid one-liners and the situations that they put themselves in throughout this are pretty funny. So, um, I'll, I'll stick to the middle here with a three. I guess I'll be the highest then. I'm going to give it a three, five. Um, <laughs> It's like a 2-5 plot normally because it is just a buddy cop movie and there's the hard cop who has to learn to, you know, be not so focused on his work and nice to the people around him. And then there's like the meek other guy who has to learn to stand up for himself. And so, you know, those are conventional beats. You know, it would be a 2-5 if it weren't for a couple of tweaks that I really like. Um, I love the blind thing because that adds (laughs) like 75% of the comedy in this movie. And it, it it like it it would it be does, really it, gets, it weighs on it wears on me a little bit like every time he there's a little card that the doctor when he goes to the to the eye doctor says as soon as you can read this bottom line you're fine and I mean he's clearly not fine through the whole movie but he keeps looking at this card like as long as he can read the bottom line he can see that, to shoot people it's to, it's know. to give the audience an idea of how far along he is because at the beginning he can't see it at all and then he kind of gets a little better and then once he finally sees it you know he's got the gun and he's able to see down the scope like it like it's a it's a plot device for that the was, audience so they can kind of that was actually, a lot just to get there though that's a lot I, I like that part more so than the other guys end goal so i like how they use the progression of the eye chart throughout that because uh you know it's funny we're still looking at it and seeing oh my god this guy shouldn't be holding a gun he can't see shit i like that (laughs) that route that they're taking more so than the guy trying to get the five stars throughout the whole thing see a point to me there comes a point in a movie where you can let go of a plot line because the other one is taking over and you know the the shooting the guys and finding the the killer and everything overshadows the five star Uber rating. And I I'm okay with dropping that after a little bit because we get that's what this movie's about. You can pick it up one time at the end maybe, but yeah, but a- anyway, I just I pr- I prefer the eye chart plot over the Uber plot. Right. I wish that would have been t- dialed down a little bit. Yeah, no, I definitely, yeah, I definitely liked the uh, the blind thing. It's definitely number one, like twist on the plot. Um, yeah, the the attempts at plot twists later is with like the re- villain reveal is whatever. Like that stuff's all conventional, but I like the extra thing addedness of the blind part. I think I think that really is like what makes this movie extra fun. Um, and I, I think I can our, see that. What? 
I said I can see that, but that's not really. I mean, I didn't mean it to be ironic, like that. But, <laughs> um, I mean, I can see that because, but I think that that's a character. That's a character thing. Like, you know, we're we're we just sort of finished plot, but we're heading on to characters. And um, having said that, I think that that was a little hokey. I did find the Uber piece. Um, I liked the Uber piece, but it just got over. They, both of them got overplayed, and I bought Batista's way more. I mean, like I bought his character hook, line, and sinker, and I enjoyed him, and I enjoyed his humor and everything. A lot of the stuff from Camille and the Johnny seemed a, either forced or a little over over the top, and I've seen him in things that I really like. Um, I like The Big Sick, and I've seen him in Portlandia, and I just felt like sometimes he was, they just kept him talking for too long, and not in a nervous way. Sometimes it was in a nervous way, because he was clearly nervous, but right. uh, his character was. What did you but think sometimes about... sometimes it was just too much. Right. I, I totally agree. Um, what did you think about, like, him calling the girl on FaceTime all the time? Like, I, I they they implemented the... I, I think that was too many times. It was like... Yeah, I agree. I was, I was so tired of her. I was all done her. Oh, me too. I, was... I get the little funny bits yeah. they added with the naked guy behind him and whatever, but... They they yeah, added no yeah. value to the grand scheme of things. That's that little subdivision of what he was working towards really didn't work for me. That just had to be. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I, that's my least favorite part of this. Thankfully, I think it's a pretty yes. small part. It's probably like five minutes of screen time. That whole subplot. The whole reason for it is just you know obviously he has to he has to later on be like I love you and I can't be friends with you and I don't want and you know he has to stand up for himself because that's his that's his character arc is he has to stop right, kind and... of aimlessly going through life and and being afraid of everything and wimpy and he has to kind of stand up for him and to be available for Batista's daughter so there's that piece <laughs> I like that twist actually it's so stupid I, was, I, I always complain about how I hate when characters just get thrust together and yet I like that <laughs> yeah but I mean I saw that coming and I was rooting for it so that's all right and he he is a little messy like he's I, he's he doesn't come across as being like a super wimp the um stew doesn't I don't think he comes across like that I mean if you have a car you really don't want somebody you don't want a criminal to put their feet through the window and you don't really want to shoot him in the back seat of it um you know i mean yeah he's a pedantic uber driver but a lot of them are so i don't know that no i think we're supposed like to that. relate more to Stu, like for sure like i think yeah. he's he's supposed to be yeah. our every man albeit you know like a like a a, a kind of common uh, uh, not common um new every man like the new, right. like kind of the l- new millennial man. Kinda, yeah. That's uh, he's he's. You have to have in order to survive. You have to have a couple jobs. You know, you can't just. You're going to be in debt. There's no doubt. Car. Electric car. The way he always is talking. <laughs> I do and, like that. He seems very like socially <laughs> conscious about everything he says, and like it's very millennial, like the Camille's uh, character. Right. Uh, but like, we've talked. Right. We've... And and. And most of that I don't mind. It was just some somehow there was some extraneous stuff. Like you feel like he'd be done with a sentence, but then he'd add something else, and you're like, "That's so unnecessary. Stop talking and just move on." You know, like they needed an extra ten minutes of, of screen or something. You know, I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, okay, let's move. Well, yeah, on. we're in the characters now. We've basically talked about the two of them, and uh, I'll go back to you, Nicole. If you could rate the characters and talk about some of the other ones, if they've left any impression on you, if you cared for any of them, didn't like them. Yeah, um, I think that I give their dynamic together, the two main guys, I think I give them like a 
3.5 to a 4. I thought that they were they worked really comically together. Um, I enjoyed their scenes, uh, you know, bouncing their personalities off each other. I like that a lot. Um, like we said, Becca, the girlfriend, or, or wish she was girlfriend, um, she was annoying the shit out of me. Like, I don't... I been drunk many a time and i have never acted like that on on facetime i think it's goofy you have so to know she... girls who would though you, you, you totally oh uh, yeah <laughs> oh yeah definitely yeah um i liked the oh. vet that we get to who is his like sidekick who he comes to with mu- with probably all of his uh captures <laughs> when while he's doing right. his dirty work um and i it's so funny because in the beginning when we get when we have our original scene where they're in the hotel and they're running around chasing the guy who kills his partner i had no idea that that was the same guy at the end of the movie <laughs> i didn't think that he looked like <laughs> the villain <him> <laughs> in quotations <laughs> i didn't think oh, that really? he looked similar at all so i i it must be the only one but that Maybe was he just kind forgot of about what he looked like because he was only you know he was he was gone yeah. for most of the movie he, yeah. yeah he was absent for a long time <laughs> but anyway an average of all these people combined i think i would probably give the the characters um a two and a half okay i'm gonna be a little more generous i'm gonna give them a three because i think most of the ancillary characters are just that uh, i don't care for the girlfriend i don't care for the mira sorvino character i don't even care for the villain he just doesn't he's there's nothing to him he's not fleshed out we're, we're just supposed to know that he's a villain you know that he's a bad guy um i like this is gonna sound crazy but like his villain buddies when they're in the house in compton and they've got the oh, dog that's, those and, are so your I, people I, <laughs> wait what your, peop, your people <laughs> like, the, 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 like you it's would your, think it's they're, your crew <laughs> no, it's not, not okay, like your yeah. crew i thought you you would think these characters are funny they are funny. I mean, you're right. I mean, I knew. Is that what your guys' house was like when you were growing up? <laughs> it's the dopey no, like, I knew gang. Was... You love the dopey gang in movies. I know. I know those people. That's the. Do- <laughs> I mean, no, it wasn't my house, but no. it might have been the house across the street. I meant you street. like these ki- so... these stock characters in every movie. Like, <laughs> I like those stock characters, but I also like you know the whole, the the parts that I did laugh at in this movie was when he couldn't find the. Te- he kept talking about what do you watch it on the television set, but there was no television set in the room and it was you know it was a fish tank around watching fish tanks <laughs> and it was all a day. microwave <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it was the microwave i wasn't expecting the microwave and i kind of laughed really i like when he, he's looking for um, the guy and like where is he and everyone points to like one guy in the room because yeah. you can't see <laughs> right like uh it's him um but i can't you know I, I i do like those are about the only other characters i do like the doctor but he's in it so fleetingly and it's basically like any crime novel that if you're close to anybody, you're going to die. So basically, if you know Dave Batista character and you're not a villain, you're going to die unless you're the Uber driver. So there wasn't a whole lot to all the other characters. But I do like the play between Batista and Camille Nanjani. And um, I have to say, I was I was kind of down on this a little bit more last night after I saw it. And then a friend of mine turned me on to a BuzzFeed thing that... Um, Batista and Najani did today, and they are freaking adorable. It, it it's it's amazing. Are they like real life BFFs right now? It seems like it, and Dave Batista is just like a little tiny petite hedgehog. He's just so adorable <laughs> and a six six um, hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, he. I think he. Well, he calls himself a gerbil or something like that. You know, he asks him what a spirit animal is, and he says, "I think it would be a 
you know, a gerbil. And he was like, a gerbil, you know, does that make sense? And he's like, I'm, I'm like that. I'm like a gerbil. And he collects, he collects lunch boxes. <laughs> I mean, who does this? What? Oh my God. You know, he collects lunch boxes. But I know. Don't you love that? I mean, I love that. Now as I'm watching it and he's got his glasses on and he looks sort of, gerbily it's very cute and i then i then i was like okay i'm gonna warm up to you guys a little bit and i'm gonna warm up to them a little and that's that's where i'm coming from with my characters i think they really he kind of turned grandpa-ish like he looks reminds yeah. me of like a buff weird has-been grandpa that's kind of what i thought I, he feels <laughs> like and it's perfect with his daughter who is like he, he seems like the girl you you uh you go and date her in high school and then you come home and that's the father like that's what it feels like right and he's got the little glasses right. i think and that he, yeah he's huge and that's, that's what it feels like that helps me like the characters a little bit more and i think that that you know appreciate their you know the way that they're getting along so yeah i'm uh, i'm also at three five here like i was in my first grade um yeah kamel and batista are really good together a lot um they get better as the movie goes on i think it takes a little bit of time um by by the by i guess yeah the, the where they're in compton is that where they are and yeah. by the time they're there uh, to the end, I'm liking their their chemistry together. Uh, I like Batista's yeah. daughter a lot. She doesn't get much time, but everything with her and her dad is really good. I like it a lot. I like that yeah. actress. I don't recognize her, Natalie Morales. But yeah, I thought I know I've seen her in other things. Yeah. I don't know if I have. She she didn't even look super familiar to me. I thought she was really good though. I liked her character a lot, and which is you know part of the reason I was like ah just she doesn't have anything to do. Let her be with Stu at the end. Stu needs to. You know, do and then that'll be a fun, uh, Stuber too, huh? Family vacation. No. <laughs> um. What about um? No. What's the guy's name that was in the the stripper room? Steve Steve Howie, who plays this, who played the stripper that dressed like George Washington. Oh, that guy. <laughs> oh, I I did like that whole thing. I did I liked too. That whole interaction. I, surprisingly, because I was like, "What is happening?" I mean, stripper with a heart. It's usually a woman, but you know, it's a dude That's this time. Good. And you're like, "What?" Like he's trying yeah. to eat his sandwich. He's like, "That's it, the, the abusive relationship." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. that was a good comedic bit that they added. Uh, yeah, so they're really good. good. Yeah, a couple that. of good bit players here and there. Yeah, our villains are nothing. Um, the girlfriend, not the girlfriend, but the the, the the Stu's or Becca. Becca is her name. Yeah, she's not any good. We haven't talked about the 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 store owner. Or the store manager. Nicole, I know you were actually laughing a lot at that guy, which su- surprised uh, me a little bit. Yeah, he was funny sometimes. He was that. He's the one character that everybody puts into a movie where you're going to laugh because he's so uh, idiotic in what he says and has no like social cues or no no cooth about anything. So you laugh at oh, him. He's a bag of dicks. Yeah, you just laugh terrible. at him because you know that, that, that that's what he's there for. So I <laughs> do laugh at stupid shit like that sometimes. So yeah, uh, I mean, I think we're all yeah, in the similar ballpark, I guess, for for the characters. Uh, we've talked about a lot of the different parts. Uh, the whole thing kind of culminates at uh, the or is it there? It's like a warehouse. It's like a no. It's a sriracha factory. That's oh, the right. sriracha factory. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. sriracha factory, um, which apparently is like very toxic to that area. It's very. It's it smells so fucking bad there. People can't even live near it really right yeah yeah that's the thing 
That's why everybody was, you know, all gowned up and... Yeah, so they're like, the two of them... Well, I mean, first in, in here we get Batista gets betrayed by uh, Mira Servino. I don't even remember her name. Uh, which is nothing. Yeah. She get, uh, And then Kameo comes back That and was saves. so loose, too. Usually when they have it, they've got better scheme. I couldn't even follow that. They went through it so quickly. Oh, we put you here, and then we put you here, and then you were on the camera here, and we faked it here. And, like, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. What are they? What, what are they doing with him? All they had to do, so I guess her whole thing was, like, she tipped off the the one friend at the beginning, Leon, yeah. um, that yeah. he was going to be, or that the deal was going down tonight, so he, I think she knew that he would be like, oh, this is my chance to go do it. Um, and right, he knew how she, she knew how he was going to react, and, and that's all she had, off that's all that. she really has to do, she kills him, and then yep. she kills the, the vet guy later to tie up the loose end, but that's, that's about it, like, she doesn't yeah. really have to do much else except show up at the end, so, you know, it's not very complicated she gave gives she gives the one clue he follows it himself because he's a cop and, and he gets there yeah but um yeah so they got a little chase they have a fight scene some good good comedic bits here uh, i like um the batista tries <laughs> to dri- driving the van away and then smash into the boat and then nicole you left who parked the boat here <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just the middle so of out land. of place and weird <laughs> That was super random. It was. was That's why I laugh at stuff like that, because it's so random. It doesn't fit the comedy that we've already been given, but it's still funny. I like that kind of stuff. I did like, uh, you know, when Mira Sorvino got hit by the Uber. That was pretty sweet. (laughs) Silent but deadly. Yeah, exactly. And that's what happened. And she still got up from it, but yeah. And uh, so then you got, uh, you got some other fun little scenes here. And the whole thing. Oh, uh, another another one. Uh, they call the Uber drivers because they, they to try to get you know get away. <laughs> and then they all show up, but they're like Uber the SUVs or whatever. So they're like these large black uh, right. black SUVs, and they pull up around the, the bad guy uh, Oka, and they're like, "That's the feds! Like we're gonna, like they're here to bust you or whatever." And then they're all yelling out the window, like you called like sixteen Ubers. Like what? Are you- <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you call more than one Uber? God, you're a dick. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty good. And then the other funny part and then they all of that off. is that <laughs> after they've crashed the car and everything, and they come out and the car catches on fire, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> blows "This is up. an electric car. Yeah. How did it catch on fire?" <laughs> yeah, he's like screaming that there's not even any gas. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good. That was a and good was, part uh, of that movie. Propane that, tank. That chunk there was good. They had Stu jump in front of the daughter to save her because they talked about that earlier. Yeah. Like, like uh, you ever jump in front of a bullet to happens, save someone? Yeah. And Batista's like, you know how fast a bullet travels? How could you jump in front of it in time? And once you hear the gun, like it's it's you know it's it's a, some fun little bits here at the end. I like how we end. Um, One other what- thing that I like is even though it was spoiled by the trailers. It was still funny when they were in the Sriracha factory. He tried to call for help, and it's the loudspeaker. <laughs> He's like, "We're hiding. Oh, we need right. help." And then it echoes, "We're, We're hiding. Us. We need help." <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So, um, I mean, we're pretty. We're getting close to the end, uh, but and it, it's kind of hard to talk about in this movie because it's not really one you would think about it. But the visual and sound. Uh, I'll start with Mama K. What'd you think of that? If if anything, well. Um, not a thought about it. <laughs> I, uh, no, no, I have. I'm just trying to figure out how to say something nice. Um, so the one thing that I really liked about the visual was in the beginning when the bad guy's trying to get out of the hotel and he's doing this amazing parkour 
going down the center oh, of the hotel, Oh, yeah, that basically. was a good, clever way to do that. Um, I like that. Yeah, I thought that that was pretty sweet. And some of the fight scenes, the fight, the first fight scene with, with Batista when he can't see and he's trying to fight. And, you know, Batista's a big dude, and you're thinking, even if he lands a punch in the wrong place, it's going to hurt. But he was, no, he was off so badly. Um, I really, I, I liked those things about it and that was pretty much it i I don't have any sound there's you know you know me i'm always the soundtrack girl none of of that was working for me um occasionally i think maybe he was playing something through through the uber that would crack me up like maybe angel of the morning or something you know some some sort of really yeah the come sail away okay i did like i did like that um so i'm gonna settle on a uh (laughs) 1.5 for this category because it was yeah it didn't do anything for me I actually like the one fight scene they had. I I don't like fight scenes either. I'm just a picky ass person. I just really am. But um, the fight scene where they were where they were in the the sporting goods store and they were running into all the bikes and hitting them with the that baseball was, bats. Like, oh, that, that was, was a good choreographed physical. <laughs> that comedy was good. Scene. That was a good one. I liked that a lot. And I know when we sat down, and I know that Brennan had seen this previously. He said. In the first five minutes, he turned to me and goes, don't get mad at the plot holes that you'll see. And I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> so, I knew you would. There. I was like, as soon as the credits started, I'm like, oh, shit, I remember this movie. Uh, there's a lot of plot holes. Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> Immediately, the first in the first five minutes, they're chasing after this guy who just shot a cop. He's running through a crowd of people after a basketball game or wherever he is. And he's shooting into the fucking crowd of people. Okay, what yeah. cop would ever do well, that? He's not, I was she so is. mad. She she was, she t- had a few rounds. He doesn't because he's like she did too in the ho- in the hotel. She was yeah. Shooting yeah wildly, that's where it starts. Like that's where it started later. in the hotel. She yeah. just starts firing randomly in the air where there's children and yeah. shit. I'm like, this is crazy. Well, they were they're at the Staples Center because that's pretty much uh, any basketball night at the Staples Center is what you saw there. So. Not a big couple deal. shootouts here and there it's fine <laughs> yeah pretty it's pretty normal pretty standard operating procedure but that scene irritated me but otherwise it was it was pretty average i also have nothing highlighted in my thoughts so i'll probably give it a two yeah i'll give it like a two um as well because there really isn't anything i don't really like the fight scene at the beginning it's really hard for me to follow like with my eyes even the second time i was like i don't really understand like i, I can kind of follow what's happening but it's just I don't know. The way it's shot is really jumbled for me. A lot. There's a you know. It's just a lot of uninspired shots. Like there's nothing. There's not a scene I can remember. Like oh, that was a really cool use of that or whatever. Um, and the music's fine. I like the stick song play. The, you know, that's a nice little thing that they did. Um, but sticks and parkour. That's about it. Yeah, it's not particularly awful. Like there's nothing really bad about it. But there's just nothing I can point no, to. No, it's just good. not good. So, yeah, two is. Yeah, I think a two is a fair landing spot for me um and uh you know this is the end um they both are in the hospital batista's been making a big deal this whole movie that he never cries not even when he was a baby um and uh he (laughs) he gives Stu a hug and he's like thank you for saving my daughter because he he was afraid that the daughter saved the day she came in clutch at the end with the gun yeah she did and um and you know Stu, you know was the one jumped in front of her so that's uh, and then Stu Stu's whole arc was co- pretty much complete when he told off Becca the the spinster lady, um, and 
<laughs> I like that's perfect for her, the spinster yeah. lady. <laughs> and uh, we fast forward a little bit. Uh, we see that Becca now has her gym. Stu is presumably still an investor, so he's making some money that way, I guess. And we see Vic is at a ch- the Chinese restaurant that he likes to go to. Uh, it's Christmas time, right? That's what we're doing. Right. Um, and yeah. he's going to his daughter's house for Christmas. Uh, originally, she was going to go to their mom's house, but I guess she's now decided to stay. Because? Because she's dating Stu now. She they, she opens Yay. the door, and then Stu comes out, and they're like, yeah, we're dating now. And then Vic does like the stupid, like the perfect comedy, like, what? Like, face? And, then, <laughs> and, and right. that's pretty much how we end. Uh, the door closes, and we get the close-up of the wreath. Um, so it's a, it's a, do- well, a dopey, simple ending. Um, but you know, I enjoy it. But the wreath has five stars. Oh yeah. She rates him five stars. I for- the I totally- wreath has five stars. I totally forgot about that whole thing. We mentioned that yeah. because he can't drop below four stars because he'll lose his job. Right. Cause he's at like a 4.1. That's the whole thing that keeps him. Up. I don't know. The- is that the reason why he, or I yeah, cause I think like- Uber cuts you off if you get four or less rating. Well, that's what he yeah. says. He's be- like, I can't drop okay. below four. I can't afford to lose this job. I can't drop below four. And those girls, right. when they think it's the Uber pool earlier when they give on, him a one. yeah, they give yeah. him, he keeps getting ones <laughs> from all these people. Um, so he's at like a four one. So he can't let Batista go. Because he can't risk Batista giving him a bad grade, because he'll lose his. his That's what job. I was talking about earlier. Like I, I, I think that that is funny, but oh my god, we were we got way past that. We I don't think we needed to bring that as full circle as we did in this movie. We could have let that go. Oh, you mean at the end? I think it was cute that he gave. I, him know, I got stars. I got over it. I don't know. I just I, I don't know even how to describe. <laughs> I think that the other funny plots were better than this one, and. Alright, I get it. It's called Stuber. Okay, that's fine. But, like, I, I just had enough at the end of it. So, we're at the end. Uh, the yeah. overall resonance and right. feel. Nicole, I'll let you continue. Uh, what would you uh, give that? I'm going to say I'll probably give this a 2.5. Um, not because I didn't like it. It's it's It was fine, but that's probably why. It was just It was just fine. It was... Funny at some points, um, overdone in other points. Typical comedy that I feel like I could have seen Will Ferrell in a part of this, and I would have been people would expect it. <laughs> um, yeah. But otherwise, you know, I, I don't know if I ever have an interest watching it again. But it was funny while I was there. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a two, and I can pretty much guarantee that I will see it many times again because. Uh, I saw it with Mr. Snyder, and he really enjoyed Stuber. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be one of those things that every time that it's on FX or uh, one of those channels, it's probably going to be on. So I will, I will get a lot of of this little, you know, man love situation here between Batista and Camille Najani. And I think the second time I might appreciate it more because it really did help me actually to go outside the box and see them do some other things and try to promote you know, seeing what they did when they were promoting the movie. And I felt a little more vested in their um, relationship. So, but it's still a two. Yeah. I'll land on a three. Um, it's, you know, it's, I always say movies have to entertain or I have to remember them. Uh, I'm not really going to remember this much. You know, as like I said, this is the second time I saw it in about a month. Um, and I remembered it. I remembered most of the beats and stuff. What I actually didn't remember is how any of the story worked. I basically remembered the couple of parts that made me laugh. And I did laugh again this time. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Like, the, the comedy holds up on a second viewing for me. Woo-hoo. 
Um, so that yeah, it, it's not a memorable <laughs> movie, but it's a it's a breezy, easy to watch, hour and a half, not long investment. Um, it's a decent comedy. I laughed to get him out. So yeah, a three because you know not memorable, but solid. I liked it. Um, and I guess we'll you know we're at the end here, and our overall recommends sounds like we're all kind of in the middle. So let's see where we land on. I'll start with Nicole. Would you recommend Stuber? Maybe once. That's it. Maybe maybe one. What? <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe once? once. Oh. Oh, maybe once. So maybe, maybe so... watch it. Maybe <laughs> okay. Let's try this again. <laughs> maybe one time. <laughs> Just watch it one time. Okay. That's okay. it. <laughs> oh. I thought I there was more to that. It to one person. Nope. Just watch it one time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My so recommend? a very light recommend from Nicole. <laughs> uh, Mama K. My recommend is a one. No. um, We don't read the recommends. I, yeah, you know, I'm going to say I'm not going to recommend this movie. Having said that, I recommended this movie today to someone um, only as a, well, because, uh, because the person wanted to see it. And I said, you need to save your money and wait to, you know, see it at a cheaper venue like your house. It's really not anything you need to go spend. I guess that's a version of a see. not recommend, if you know. I guess it is. It's it's really a not. It's really a not recommend. But and if you have there's other things in the queue or at the red box or whatever, you're probably gonna want to pick something else. So it's a it's a not recommend for me. I'm gonna recommend it. I liked it a lot. Uh, not a lot. I liked it enough. Um, I, I I think you're in love with Dave Batista. I think that's the whole thing. I think you really have a soft spot for him. I like both of them. I like them together. I, yeah. I like both of them individually. Okay. I think Batista's the best, like, WWE actor, except for, obviously, I mean, The Rock is, like, the biggest star. I don't really care for The Rock that much most of the time. He's oh, yeah, okay. I forgot about him. <laughs> you, you, you named Stone Cold, who's in, like, three movies <laughs> before, you named, before you named The Rock, who's in literally, like, 14 movies this year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna recommend it. Um, the only reason I would say, if you, maybe if you have a subscription service, you could see this in the theater, just because I think it's better when you're watching it with some people. Um, if you, this isn't like a watch alone, because you're not gonna really, you're gonna kind of not pay attention. And I don't know if it'll be as funny, like laughing to yourself. Um, it's a, I think it's good to see it with people. Um, you don't have to pay for it. You don't have to go out and see it. But if it comes out on streaming, if it's on. You know, Redbox or whatever. Yeah, I, I think you should watch this. I, I would recommend this. It's pretty funny. Um, so, that's Stuber. Uh, we have some more... Well, we got a couple more theater reviews coming up and mixed in with some streaming reviews. Um, Tarantino's movie's coming out, uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Very controversial film coming out soon. Lion King? Which is the Lion, Lion King. King? Oh yeah, we're gonna. I mean, yes. by the time you're hearing this, it's in theaters, but we'll be releasing that uh, this coming Monday. Uh, I think just Mama K and I are on for that one. But uh, controversial because what? Because it's another Disney remake of an old movie. Because people are giving it some sass. People are giving it some sass. They are are really shitting on this movie. It's got like a. Apparently for a couple different it's reasons, in like the middle. too. It's, so. like, it's kind of like in the Aladdin territory. That's not good for a Disney movie. That's not good. No, I'm surprised because... Yeah, I, I have to agree with uh, that. It's Favreau directing it, who directed um, Jungle Book, which I thought was a really good movie. As good as the original, and I like Jungle Book. Um, but, huh, alright, well, we'll have to... And Iron Man. Leave our 
leave our judgments for when we see the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, if you have anything you want to recommend to us in the time, we do have some slots open in August to review some movies, uh, to films with the women in my life on Facebook. And I am Brennan underscore Pothos. If you want to reach out to me, uh, I think we're gonna have a bonus episode coming up soon, uh, releasing that. So that'll be, that'll be a good thing. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, you guys, thanks for, thanks for Stuber pooling with with me tonight. Ugh, oh, I don't like the way that sounds at all. Stuber, Stuber pool. <laughs> I don't like Ew. that. Stuber pool. But no, but you're you're so welcome. I hope we never have to Stuber pool together again. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone, and until next time, uh, enjoy your movies. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. 